All right. Hey, this is Andrew. I'm just bringing you another keyboard deck reveal and review really quick. This is going to be a Dark Tidings deck. And uh, so far, the ones from this package have had the name on this on this side, but I think this one, or on this side, but I think this one has it on this side, is what we want. Perfect. All right, so this is Opie Walker of Hill Land. Robinar, definitely. Uh, hmm, I'm going to guess that we have Untamed, Star Alliance, and Sanctum. I got Sanctum right, and then we have Unfathomable and Logos, so that should be pretty cool. Hoping for efficiency in Logos, board control, and amber control in Sanctum, and then just some board and player control in Unfathomable. Would like to have a Dark Discovery deck with a bunch of archives, but we'll see how that goes. And I'm going to go through this one pretty quick. I won't read every card fully. All right, we should be starting with Logos. Vesplon Theorist, that's interesting. Um, it's elusive. It's a two-power cyborg scientist. After it reaps, you choose a house and reveal the top card of your deck. If it is of that house, you archive it and gain an amber. Otherwise, you discard it. That's pretty cool. Then we have Eureka. Always glad to see that. Hey. Forgive or Forget is uh, you either archive the two cards, archive two cards of different types from your discard pile, or purge up to two cards from each discard pile. This is a great card. I love it. Mind Bullets uh, deals damage to each creature for each card you played this turn, including itself. Got two of those. Wow. We got an Australis Seaborg with a draw icon on it. So that could be a little tide control. Um, don't know yet what's going to have the draw icon. I'm going to guess we got an Infomorph. Final Analysis could be an interesting way to get a bunch of card draw. Makes the Mind Bullets... Uh, you know, not worth much if they come up on the same turn. There's our Infomorph, yep. We got a Phase Shift. That's a fun way to add efficiency to the deck. And then Talmage Steelheart. Uh, if you play that, you know, after a big Phase Shift, etc. turn, uh, it could come out pretty big. Um, not a lot of pips of Amber pips in here so far, although the Eureka is good for three Amber. Um, another Talmage. And then Theory or Conjecture, which lets you choose to either archive the top two cards of your deck or play the top card of your deck. Um, if you're going into like a Talmudge turn, then play the top card of your deck can be better. Um, but a lot of archiving here, right? Archive two random cards, maybe archive, archive from your discard pile, archive two random if you choose that. Um, lots of interesting stuff there. All right. Really quick though, I'll just say not a lot of Amber generation here, but some interesting efficiency plays and then some big bodies actually for maybe for uh, board control in Logos. Um, all right, Avenging Aura is a rare in Sanctum. It's an action with a bonus Amber that says for the remainder of the turn, each friendly creature gains Assault X, where X is the number of Forge keys your opponent has. And I just don't think this is that useful. Um, you could phase shift it with logos. So it's just not that great of a card. 
I don't think. Much more excited about Charge, which this one got a draw icon on it. Charge says that for the remainder of the turn, each creature you play gains play deal two damage to an enemy creature. That is a very useful effect if you have a bunch of creatures. Um, we got a Badge Magus, who has Deploy, and then after fighting, readies and fights with each of her neighbors one at a time. That's a great effect. Bulwark gives itself and its neighbors Assault 2. That's really good. Potentially good, anyway. General Zalvador, uh, gave, well, it'll give us two capture icons, which we haven't seen yet, and then it's just a big body. Heal or Harm got a capture icon and has play, choose one, fully heal a creature and gain one, or ready and fight with a friendly creature. Um, that with the Badge Magus can be kind of cool. It, uh, yeah, that's a pretty cool combo if you can pull it off. We have enough archive, we probably could wait for that if, we, if that's the target combo. Larry of the Lake helps uh, all these things, all these fight effects, because it gives your creatures two armor if the tide is high. Very nice. We got two of those, so potentially four armor if the tide is high. That's very nice. Marshall, you work and raise the tide when it's played or after it fights. And then Shifting Battleground um, lets you move a friendly creature anywhere in your battle line and have it capture one. It has an amber on it. That's an okay effect. Maybe good for the Badge Magus, I guess. It's, I think it's just kind of okay. Staunch Knight, 4-2, um, but it's plus 2 power while it's on a flank. It's just okay. Taxing Journey can capture up to 3, depending on how our creatures are placed. Gives us an Amber Pip. That's fine. Um, yeah, these are. this is an okay Sanctum. Um, would love to see... I would always love to see Doorstep. I just think that makes any Sanctum deck better. <laughs> Um, but we can pull off cool combos if we get the Larry's and the Badge Magus going. That would be pretty awesome. All right, on to, and, and we could, uh, set up for those combos with the Logos Archive, maybe. But I'm really interested to see what we get in the Fishies. Um, and we're skipping rare straight into Uncommon, so we are not getting Dark Discovery. That's okay. Um... We'll start with the abandoned ship, which is an action that, with an amber that returns a creature to its owner's hand. With the tide is high, you do that with four instead of one. Um, nothing really that I would want to do that with on my side yet. So be interesting to see what we get in Unfathomable. Ooh, Kalp is a, a good one, though. A good creature not to pull back up and replay, but... Um, it's a two-power Auckland that says your opponent can't play more than one card of each type each turn. Um, that's that's a good card if we can protect it. Maybe, um, oh, do we have anything with Taunt? I, we don't. We don't have anything with Taunt. Hmm. Kiri Guiltspine um, makes creatures not, your enemy creatures not ready after they reap. It's elusive. Tidal Wave, um, it's an ac action with an amber. If the tide is high, you destroy a creature in each of its neighbors, and then unconditionally your opponent raises the tide. Uh, this is an iffy card. Um, potentially potentially could work out. Valucanth I'm much more excited about. It's a big creature, 6 power. Uh, can't be used while the tide is low, but you can you can raise the tide. And it has fight, reap, exhaust an enemy creature in each of its neighbors. Getting to reuse that um, is, is very good. I like that. Bubbles puts an enemy creature on top of its owner's deck, and then it's a nice uh, big body. Flamegill Enforcer, another you know six power body. Uh, it gets enraged after your opponent raises the tide, but if it's not enraged or if your opponent doesn't have any creatures, 
then it can action capture three, which is a pretty good way to keep an opponent from forging much of the time. Uh, we got a capture icon on a horrid Sinan, who's a four power beast with poison. Um, that's just okay. Photic Raider has play capture two. It's two power, but while the tide is high at six, that's also okay. Recusal Chant uh, is an action with an amber that exhausts a creature, but if the tide is high, you, you exhaust each creature instead. That's great. Wakolia is a, two, a three power beast that reaps, uh, after it reaps you, increase key cost by two for your opponent on the next turn. That's just okay. We got two of those. These, uh, it's a struggle to get these to work really well because they got to stay on the board. But um, we have some good ways to mess with the opponent. Um, <clears throat> it's good to remember with abandoned ship, it's almost always better to, if you can, return bubbles to your hand and then replay bubbles. Um, because then, uh, rather than an, another card from your opponent, because putting a creature on top of your owner uh, of its owner's deck is typically better than putting it in their hand. Um, although it depends if if you know if they have three creatures that are all of different houses, then maybe you're better off putting all three back in their hand. But uh, generally speaking, putting it on top of their deck gives them less options, fewer options. Yeah, I think it's it, may, it might always be better. Um, okay, so we have here one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten amber generation, uh, ten like amber just from playing cards is a little low. Um, we have abilities that could do better than that, but we don't have. Uh, I don't think we have enough to really be great. So I, if this is a situation where we can just own the board and the opponent doesn't want to take the tide, um, then I think we could do okay. But generally speaking, I think this deck is a little on the slow side. Um, if I'm guessing Sass, I'm going to guess that it's around, uh, around 60. Maybe a little better because of that efficiency. Maybe it's like... Maybe it's like 62. Um, and let me see if I can find out really quick, actually. I was typing that in. I was not. Okay. So I think I'm, my guess is currently at 62. DOK is lagging just a little bit on actually getting stuff imported. So it'll be a second before we can find out.
what I should do is put the code in right away. I still want to look at the at the uh, Archon card. Is the problem. Still not loading. Yeah, I should. I really should try doing it early. Um, I believe. All right. Well, I'm giving up on waiting. So. I guess you could check later, see. Oh, there it is, there it is. 61, so right between my first and up to, yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, 11E, that's pretty low. 5A, which is about right. I think, yeah, there wasn't enough, like, really good amber control in here. The efficiency was there, but just, just okay. So, anyway, but still seems fun. Uh, thanks for watching, and I hope that you'll get out there and forge some keys.